Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Welcome to the LUA Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Eric, and this is Listen Up America. Let's start this week off. I'll give you guys a little update on me personally here. Every September, October, usually also in March, April, out here in California, I have a massive allergy reaction. This year was no different. Uh, This whole last week, uh, I've been dealing with allergies. I'm basically allergic to everything brown in California. And when it's windy, it's dry, and there's smoke in the air, which we've had all three, it gets pretty bad for me. I have two dogs, for example. One of them, we call her Dolly. She is a, uh, I don't know, kind of like a labby, greyhound, long-legged hound dog kind of dog. Uh, She weighs like 75 pounds, super athletic, got a nose that won't quit. She has allergies like I do. And when she starts rubbing her face and her body against the chain link fence that we have in her dog run, I know I'm in trouble. So she's been doing that for about two weeks, and we've been giving her Benadryl and things like that to help her out. Then my youngest, he has my allergies. Not as bad, but he does get them. He gets the puffy eyes. I saw him getting it, and I'm looking, and I'm going, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to stop this. Just kept taking my, my regimen. I used to get shots from Kaiser before COVID, and I think I've told you guys before. Uh, once COVID hit, Kaiser decided they don't apply medicine to anybody anymore. They just ran in fear and closed everything down, basically. Whether you had COVID or not, uh, my son was an example. They kept him out of the hospital from uh, going to urgent care for f- almost an hour, arguing about, well, if you've got COVID, he goes, I don't know if I have COVID, but I know I'm sick. And it come to find out he had strep throat. For me, uh, if I sound a little weird, it's just because of the congestion. For me, the allergies always settles in the back of my throat and my sinuses. It rarely ever gets to my lungs. With Kaiser, I was on a shot regimen. They shut it down, so I had to go back to my old ways. And I take uh, eye drops. It's a, called Pataday, which is very helpful. And then they give me a, a pill, a singular that I take. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I deal with that. And uh, when it gets bad like this, then I have to basically get a, like a decongestion. Cough suppressant. That's the biggest thing is the cough suppressant. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was coughing a ton. And no, I did not test positive for COVID because I don't have COVID. This is very, very normal for me this time of year. Come in the next couple of days, it'll be totally gone and I'll be back to normal. So with all that being said, we are at a point where I'm going to try to produce a decent week here. I'm hoping to get a full time in, but we're just going to see how I feel. And if I get into a cough attack or something like that, I'll have to take a break or something, then I'll have to do that. But I got a lot I want to talk about this week. I've been saving a lot of information going through my pile of stuff and uh, Hunter Biden and his laptops. That's going to be our first topic this week. We're going to talk about all of that in the latest and the greatest, plus the stuff that started it back when the New York Post exposed it. Then we're going to jump to the border. We got some uh, information there on what's been going on from Afghan refugees to the sudden clearance of the Del Rio Bridge in like 24 hours. Amazing. God, our government is just so efficient. Oh, and the fact that there's 400,000 more on their way. And then we're going to conclude this one with uh, COVID. And I've got some information that I'm pretty sure you guys have not heard about. And it comes to things like the FDA and the CDC and how longstanding products that you've all been using on the regular for 30, 40, 50 years are now coming into question as having possibility of bad health with cancer issues and things like that. And it just goes to my point And I'll get to it, but my point is none of these government agencies know what the hell they're doing. Pharmaceutical companies are just producing poison. When you look at all the side effects that everything comes with, most of it sounds worse than the actual condition you had in the first place. But I got a lot about that that I want to share with you, but I just wanted to give you a heads up and keep your fingers crossed. I can get through a whole episode. So let's get rolling. We spend $250 billion a year on defense. And here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. So Hunter Biden, you all remember him? He's the crackhead, self-admitted crackhead, kicked out of the United States Navy for abusing crack. He likes to go around the world these last 15 years selling his dad's name. Look at me, I'm Hunter Biden. I can give you access to my father. This was 
the big reveal back in September and October last year, just before the election. New York Post gathered all this information and made it well known. Well, as best they could, because social media went straight into cahoots. All of it shut it down. They deleted every story, any link at possible. They just put an algorithm out there that said, Hunter Biden in it, kill it. Laptop, kill it. And come to find out that almost 50% of the people that voted for Joe Biden had not heard of this story. And people to this day, at least up to this point, may be going, because it was a bunch of Russian misinformation. That is not true. And I'll tell you it's not true because Politico, okay, Politico, they ain't Fox News. Politico isn't even CNN. Politico is Marxist left wing. The New York Times even came out, and I got an article I'll share with you on that, saying, hey, you know, we kind of found out that these uh, stuff with the laptop and all the stuff Hunter's been up to is, uh, you know, uh, on the down low. Yeah, 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 he kind of did all that. Shh, don't tell nobody. That's not cool. They're saying Russian disinformation, but it was American mainstream media disinformation. Straight up. They buried a story that was completely 100% legitimate and buried it to get their guy elected. So for those that are not familiar, Hunter Biden has had at least three laptops go missing. That was the original story, was it was one. Well, we'll come to find out the first one, he took to a computer repair shop in Delaware and he left it there forever. As you know, when you leave something off, if you don't come get it, it's their property. Well, the guy looked at it. And when he's looking at it and seeing what he's seeing, he notifies the FBI. But he makes a copy of the laptop because now he's worried. There's so much bad stuff on there in text, in email copies, videos, pictures, all that stuff. There's so much bad stuff. This guy's in fear for his life. The second laptop was found at Hunter's residence and the FBI confiscated it. Nothing's come of that. Big shock being his daddy's the president. That just gets put away. The third laptop, Hunter on video claims to a prostitute who's walking around the hotel room butt naked with the, why is this guy talking to me? Just pay me my money. Let's bang and let me get out of here. But Hunter's a hot mess. He is an infant in a 50-year-old body with the attitude of, I can do whatever I want because I'm a spoiled little brat because my daddy thinks I'm the smartest person in the world. Remind you, Chairman Joe calls his son, Hunter, the smartest person he's ever met. He tells the prostitute that the Russians got the third laptop and he's worried about being blackmailed because he knows what's on all these things. So I got some clips. We're going to play a couple here. Here's from uh, some Politico guys on CNN. In terms of the laptop, what, what I was able to find in, in the course of researching this book uh, is corroboration for parts uh, of, of this cache of leaked files, uh, including someone who had independent access uh, to Hunter Biden's emails for a time, uh, says, yes, he did receive an email from a Burisma representative uh, thanking Hunter for the opportunity to meet his father. Uh, and yes, he did receive an email, including a proposed equity breakdown for a venture with some Chinese energy executives that included the line 10 held for H by the big guy. Uh, those were two of the most controversial alleged emails from last October's leak. Uh, and I was also able to, to authenticate some of the other emails that didn't make the news, uh, but that just showed that there is at least uh, some authentic material in this. Burisma in China was what started this whole thing. That this guy was getting paid to be on boards in other countries with no expertise other than you know banging prostitutes, I guess smoke and crack. That was his big talent. And he's out there running energy boards and banking institutions in China and Ukraine. It's unbelievable. The New York Post was telling us all this before the election. And the mainstream media and social media networks shut it all down like it never existed. That it was just right-wing propaganda. Shut it down. And they said Russian collusion? And it was American, mainstream media and social media that completely corrupted the supposed legitimate election in the first place. It's mind-boggling. But he, this guy has more to say. Good morning. Well, I started writing about uh, the business dealings of Hunter Biden as well as Joe Biden's younger brother, one of his younger brothers, Jim Biden, way back in the summer of 2019. And I found a, a number of incidents uh, in which there were scandals, questions of favorable treatment 
surrounding some of their business dealings, going all the way back to the 1970s. I really thought that would be the last time I ever wrote on the subject, um, but I continue to get new tips and leads. Uh, Hunter's work with Parisma ended up being at the center of a presidential impeachment. There is a reason why Joe Biden ran for president so many times and always got his butt kicked in primaries and never actually got a chance to run until he's 97 years old. There's a reason for this. The pure hatred of Donald Trump forced what little moral ethics the mainstream media in this country had flushed it down the toilet to get an incompetent, dementia, crazy, racist, son of a bitch to be our president. That's what they did. And they're now admitting it on left-wing media being reported by super left-wingers. Three laptops. Crackhead. Here's another story that was going on in these emails. Come to find out. Hunter Biden has a $2 million retainer to get access to his old man, the big guy. He was trying to do dealings. Some of the uh, <clears throat> questionable people in Europe wanted access to monies and so forth in Libya. And they thought, well, if we work with Hunter, we can get that access. And because of his old man and so forth, we can make all the uh, difficulties, the embargoes and things like that. We can just make that kind of go away for us because we want to make a bunch of money. Luckily, they said no because they realized Hunter didn't have that much stroke. So they went and looked elsewhere. But this goes on. People are coming to Hunter because Hunter spends money on hookers and drugs like you could not possibly fathom. Take your most favorite thing you do in the world, be it, you know, if you want to go fishing or you're traveling, you know, you got some hobby, you like to, you know, rebuild cars or just buy cars. Take that times 100. And that's getting close to how much money Hunter spends on hookers and drugs. Smartest man his father's ever met. So I mentioned the New York Times in my monologue. Headline, New York Times quietly retracts claim that Hunter Biden lap story is unsubstantiated. Oh, so it's true. Yeah, it's all true. The New York Times has revised its coverage in the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story to reflect that it is not unsubstantiated. In reporting on Monday about the FEC ruling that Twitter did not make an unlawful campaign contribution to Joe Biden, they did, by censoring the story last October, they did, the Times used the unsubstantiated descriptor in spite of the wealth of evidence supporting and dearth of evidence contradicting the Post claims. Earlier this year, CNN confirmed that authorities believe the laptop, which allegedly contained incriminating sexual content, as well as evidence of a meeting with a Ukrainian energy company, that'd be Burisma, and then Vice President Joe Biden referred to by the Post to be Hunter Biden's. Moreover, Biden himself has speculated that it was certainly possible that it belongs to him. He even said it. He was being interviewed for that stupid book tour that nobody bought, saying, yeah, it's probably mine. I lose them like Tic Tacs, but yeah, they're probably mine. He's lost three. There could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me, he conceded in April. You have to trust yourself. And you got to trust information to a point. When it comes out and someone says, hey, this is going on and nobody else is saying anything about it, it's probably true. It's at least worth your attention to dig into. So I don't know if you've noticed, it's way too common these days. Somebody releases a story. It could be an independent. It could be a rogue mainstream media person. It could be Fox News. It could be anybody. And they come out with some information, and the left wing doesn't talk about it at all. That means there's some legitimacy there, that something in that story, if not all, is valid. And it deserves your attention. When everybody comes out, you can play clip after clip after clip of ABC News, CBS, NBC, and CNN, and MSNBC, and all the left wing TV channels. And when they go to a story, they use the same adjectives. It's literally like a memo came out of the DNC and said, you're going to use appalling. And then they'll go and they'll all say in the same story, da-da-da-da-da is appalling. Da-da-da-da-da is appalling. It's appalling too. And you're just going, wait, they all use the same exact word? They do. That's when you know it's a lie. The sheep have to shake the old habit, stop for a minute, and just breathe and go, wait a minute. They're all saying the same thing and the same way and the same word? But this guy over here comes out and says, da, 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 and you say nothing? The truth is over there. You just got to be able to pay attention and dig into it yourself. 
as always, in time, give it six months, and all of a sudden, the left wing will be going, oh, yeah, you know that thing about the New York Post, the Hunter Biden? Yeah, that was totally legit. Oops. One in six Biden voters, there was a poll. Did you vote for Joe Biden? Yes. If you knew about this story, would you have voted for him? One in six, that's almost 17% of his voters said, I would not have voted for him. Do you think the mainstream media knew that? Of course they did. I mean, they always talk about the October surprise. This wasn't really a surprise. Everybody knows he's a crackhead, that he is legitimately a massive security risk to this country. He bangs prostitutes and talks to them about all this stuff he's up to. There was things Joe Biden said, I have, my son does what he does and I have no meetings with them at all. There are photographs on the laptop and there's an email saying, thank you for giving me some time to spend with your father. He has met these people. There's video and visual photographic evidence that the man said, I never did it. Never did it. Is that you in the photo? I don't know. You'd think, well, okay, that's pretty bad, but does it get worse? It, it actually does. There's now a report. Here's a headline from The Blaze. Joe Biden may owe up to $500,000 in back taxes, according to a government report. President Joe may owe up to $500,000 in back taxes. At the request of Representative Jim Banks, a Republican from Indiana, the Congressional Research Service furnished a report analyzing cases in which the IRS won't judgment against taxpayers who pay themselves suspiciously low salaries from S-corporations and counted most of the revenue as distributions exempt from the Medicare tax. Okay, this goes back to things I've been telling you about that one page became 10 pages, became 100 pages, that's like 10,000 page tax code. They keep building this up. Corporations, millionaires, and billionaires. I am not a millionaire, but when I owned my corporation, I used every bit with my accountant that we could. Claim as, my, as little salary as possible, write off everything else, and live happily ever after. The end. This guy did it, but he was like super dirty. It goes on to say, the banks said the report shows Biden improperly used as corporations to avoid paying Medicare tax on speaking fees and book sales in 2017 and 2018. The tax loophole allows self-employed people to set up an S-corp in order to avoid payroll taxes, including Social Security and Medicare. And then the Wall Street Journal comes out and says, uh, Joe Biden used the tax code loophole that Obama tried to plug. Dirty doesn't even cover. Dirty is not the proper word when describing anybody in the Biden family. They are the scummiest, nastiest people on the planet. I mean, Joe is a pedophile, straight up. People in Congress do not allow their children or grandchildren anywhere near this guy. Watch the videos. He cannot help but touch, smell, whisper in the ear of small children, male and female. He is disgusting. His son, Hunter Biden, the smartest person he's ever met, is a degenerate, prostitute-banging, crack-smoking, videotaping himself because, I mean, who doesn't want to watch themselves banging a bunch of whores? Why would you record any of this? Your father is a politician for, you know, depending on what year you ask him, but, you know, Joe's been a senator for 200 years, 150 years, 80 years. So for legitimately 50 years... This kid is now 50 years old. So for 50 years, you as a smartest person in the world, don't even think for a second, man, there can never be any evidence of anything I do because it'll just destroy my dad. We can just claim Russian interference. Oh yeah, the Russians, yeah, let's blame them. And you have Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and the mainstream media doing the dirty work, lying to every single one of you. 340 million Americans were lied to. Almost 50% of the people that voted for Biden had no idea about this story. None. And now 17% of them are like, I wish I'd known that so I could have voted the other way. Or not voted at all. Either way, the orange man wins. He won anyway. But they just could not let that happen. They allowed this disgusting family of degenerates our president, Chairman Joe, has dementia.
It is beyond blatant and obvious. He answers no questions. When the White House press corps, they are actually suing and challenging the White House about access. Because when they say, Saki says, oh, we answered questions like three days ago. They're all pre-screened. He gets three whole questions that he has in front of him with answers he's supposed to recite because he's getting mainstream media people that will do whatever it takes to protect him. Now, I'll give me this. They're never calling on CNN or MSNBC or any of those people. They're calling on like NPR because they get financed by the government, so they'll do whatever they're told. And a couple of scrubs. Everyone's like, who are they? Doesn't matter. They will ask the questions we want asked because we have the answers we want to give. And most of the people in the White House press corps are over it. Better late than never, I guess, but the damage that has been done, I don't know if it's fixable. I really don't. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. Remember when we were told by the Biden administration that those 130 some thousand Afghanis, of which none of them were the interpreters, just people they stuffed into a planes, flew them all over, brought them into the United States. They're all over the Midwest from New Mexico to Wisconsin, East, all the way to Virginia and so forth. They're everywhere. That they were all vetted. We all know who they are and all that. Yeah, we don't know Jack. Afghan refugees face federal charges after trying to rape child and strangle a woman in Wisconsin. That was nice. There's more because there was also an assault on a female U.S. service member by a male Afghan refugee at Fort Bliss. It's under FBI investigation. Oh, cool. So we just brought a bunch of animals that we knew were animals, but we didn't care because we want to break it from the inside out. That's how you do it. You look at Del Rio, Texas, ah, bring the Haitians in. There are 400,000 more. Panama's telling us, you got a city worth of people headed your way, and it ain't a little city. The Biden administration responds with, we're aware. You're aware. Yes, and we're making preparations. (laughs) (laughs) You serious? Really? So you're just going to move like all of uh, Homeland Security, like check tables. It's kind of like Ellis Island back in the day. And just name, here you go. Name, here you go. Name, here you go. Uh, Debit cards are over there. You can sign up for your medical over there and your, uh, yeah, driver's license over there. And then just go anywhere you like. That's how they're preparing for this. Nobody's deploying any military. No one, you know, Kamala Harris is nowhere to be found. She's in charge of this, right? She was appointed to the border crisis that she visited the airport in El Paso 20 miles away from an actual border. She didn't show up. Biden's never been there, ever, and they're in charge. They're just trying to make you all feel guilty because you are unsympathetic. You are uncaring. You are a white racist, whatever. They're breaking the law, and the administration is totally fine with it. Now, there was an interview that ABC News did with Barack Hussein Obama, and they deleted this part. But it's out there because you can find it. Obama's criticizing Biden over the open border. He's like, this is insane. You cannot sustain this. This is unsustainable is the actual quote. The Haitians that showed up across the border. They're just like ants. Like I told you, just walking across Rio Grande into Del Rio, sit under a bridge. The videos come out. And you know what happened in 24 hours? This was amazing. They were all processed. And up to 12,000 or more have not been sent back to Haiti. They're around you. They're somewhere in Texas spilling into everything else or staying in Texas. They just let them stay. Unvetted, 24 hours. I want you to process that for a second. So it came out, here it is. In 24 hours, they processed 12,000 people at that bridge. And all you saw were Border Patrol agents. They don't process them. 
they were all given a piece of paper saying, here's your asylum, da 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 and if you show up at this court date, we'll give you things. And they go, okay, and they leave and tear the papers and just walk away. They think we're that stupid. Not one person that crosses that border that's given a summons to show to court to become a citizen does it. None of them do. None. Zero. Why? They get to break the law from this day forward. There is no standard by which they are supposed to live like us. No, we have to live like them. There's no assimilation. We have to lower the bar. We need more uneducated, criminal-based people in this country. Why do we need that? California's passing laws because he won. Newsom's out there. Hey, cops, you're on notice. If you do any of this stuff, you're fired and going to jail and all this. Criminals, take whatever you like. We are now prosecuting police more than we are prosecuting criminals here in California. And it's coming to a town and a state near you. It is beyond absurd what's going on. 400,000 are on their way. Panama's like, here they come. And we're like, no, it's all good. We're going to just open the gate and tell the border patrol, you know, take the day off. And everyone just sits there and goes, okay. Now, yeah, it bothers people. Like, okay, it bothers you, but it doesn't change the fact that when they say there's between 13 and 25 million, it's 25 or more. And they breed. They're coming over pregnant and dropping babies. In those three days, there's something like over 100 babies born under that bridge. Yeah, real politically oppressed. So oppressed, they got time to bang a baby out nine months ago. The system is broken by choice. There are laws that are not being enforced. There's a wall that could be built that no one wants to build. But we got clips. Here's Biden from 2007. What do I think about the control of our borders? What would I do about it? Ladies and gentlemen, no great country can say it is secure without being able to control its borders, period. What I would do about it is what I proposed to do about it almost 13 years ago. I would radically ramp up the number of border security guards we have, the use of electronic surveillance material we have to guard the border, and a number of what they call virtual fences. They're not literally fences virtual fences from aerostat balloons on to where we whereby we can control the border much much better but when you're dementia ridden and don't know you know how to wipe your own butt what, what, what? yeah he's in charge doesn't have a clue sheila jackson lee she's like my second worst person on the planet kind of thing next to maxine waters she's a congresswoman out of houston uh houston which borders louisiana not Mexico. But here's what she had to say. Uh, I thank you, Chairman. Uh, the, the, the goodness uh, that I want to uh, express is thank goodness for the goodness of the Biden administration combined with an effective law enforcement structure for securing our border. Uh, thank goodness uh, for the Border Patrol agents who have consistently worked, uh, many of whom I have known uh, for years and worked with as a resident of Houston and an active member of Judiciary and Homeland Security, having uh, led border security committees, transportation security committees, been to the border any number of times. Uh, let me pronounce to my friends that the border is both sovereign and secure. It is obviously subjected to biased and unfair narratives for political purposes. <laughs> You serious? Secure. That's what she calls secure. A number in the 200,000s and growing every month. We got 400,000 on our way. And she says, this is secure. This is amazing. This is all because of Biden. Yeah, she's right. It is all because of Biden. And it's not good. If Sheila Jackson Lee, why don't you people in Houston and the surrounding suburbs, maybe in Louisiana, you want to, you know, cross that border and just go into her house Take what you want, stay a while, eat, drink, be merry, and leave as you see. Because that's all that's happening with the border. They come across, they break in, they take what they want, they get all the free stuff, and then when they're done, they move on. So just do that, and let's see how secure she freaking feels. It's stupid. Here's a story about how secure we are that I guarantee none of you have heard about. Because one agency reported it, and nobody wanted to talk about it. The feds detained 14 Mexican soldiers after they crossed the U.S. border, one carrying drugs. 
14 Mexican soldiers were apprehended by U.S. federal law enforcement officials during the early morning hours on Saturday. This was reported on September 26th. And they crossed over onto U.S. soil. The incident reportedly happened when two vehicles carrying the soldiers crossed the bridge that links Juarez to El Paso. CBP said the soldiers, their weapons and equipment were secured for safety and processing and noted the soldiers said they did not realize they'd entered the U.S. They drove across the bridge. If you ever watched Sicario, the first one, good movie, by the way. Josh Brolin, Emily Blunt, and uh, Benicio Del Toro, great movie. You should watch it. And the SUVs are zooming across the border. And then when they come back, they get kind of hung up in the traffic. It's the only way you can get in and out. It's like nine lanes. They didn't know. 14 soldiers of the Mexican government crossed our border illegally, were detained, found with drugs and weapons, and we just processed them and sent them back. How secure are you feeling now? I didn't know where else to put this, but I wanted to share it because it's another story that I know you haven't heard about. And this is from ABC News 6 in Rhode Island. You want to know why you didn't hear about this? Think about it. Man accused of attempting to storm the cockpit on a JetBlue flight from Boston. A man attempted to storm the cockpit on a JetBlue flight out of Boston on Wednesday. This was reported on September 24th. He was screaming in Spanish and Arabic that he wanted to be shot. Who do you think the guy was? Think about it. Who storms a cockpit speaking Spanish and or Arabic? Hmm. His name is Khalil El Dahr. He's probably a jackass from Afghanistan that came over a week before. The incident took place just 45 minutes before the flight scheduled arrival in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So they're almost wherever they're going to San Juan. The flight attendants were able to restrain him using a necktie and to tie his ankles. In total, it took at least six crew members to restrain this clown. The FBI said Eldar will be charged with interfering with crew flight members and a felony charge. He'll probably still be on the it's okay to fly list. But if you don't wear a mask, you sons of a you aren't going anywhere. Are you feeling secure yet? Here's a clip. I'm going to wrap this segment up from NBC News. Talking about the border and what's coming. We're monitoring the crisis at the border tonight and a warning this evening that as many as 400,000 migrants, an unprecedented number, could cross into this country next month. Julia Ainsley has more on this. After those dramatic scenes at that crowded migrant camp under a border bridge in Del Rio, tonight, U.S. officials telling NBC News the Biden administration is preparing for an even more massive surge in October. Up to 400,000 migrants crossing the border, which would be a record, nearly doubling the stunning numbers we've seen the last two months, which were a 21-year high. <laughs> You serious? COVID time. Don't touch me, I'm sterile. For you all out there that got vaccinated, personal choice, that's what you thought was best for you, go for it. My purpose in this podcast is just to give you all information so you can make the best decisions for you. And if you go against me, hey, that's on you. Your consequences, it's just the way you're gonna have to deal with it. I have been trying my best to explain how pharmaceutical companies and government agencies are so corrupt and so about power in the mighty buck that they don't care about the consumer and they'll give you whatever they got to give you in the moments of panic. Government sets a, an outcry. You all remember, milk is bad for you. And then they found a way, oh, wait, we can make money on it. Oh, milk's good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Eggs are good for you. It all changes. It's an ebb and flow. Drink water. Water showed up in plastic bottles. And you went to 7-Eleven and paid $1.50 for it. We used to drink our water out of a kitchen sink, a hose if we're outside playing, or if you had a really cool refrigerator in the day that the water came out. But no, you've got to drink more water. Then they find out you're drinking too much water. You're destroying and diluting the minerals and the, the, the biological processes of your kidneys. They don't know. You just have to decide for you what to do for you. If you feel thirsty, drink. If you feel like you like some eggs, have some. If a nice cold glass of milk sounds tasty, drink it. Sunscreen. 
You're going to love this. The FDA is now going after sunscreen companies and their ingredients because they are very concerned about the quality, safety, and efficacy of the sunscreens. Just all of a sudden, you got to wear sunscreen to keep your cells from getting sunburns and things like that. Cool. And it seems like some of these work. But what are the side effects? Well, here's a side effect. Copper tone. You all know copper tone, right? They're kind of like one of the kings up there when it comes to product recognition. This story shows up literally the next day. The FDA is going after the ingredients. Coppertone recalls five sunscreen sprays because of a cancer-causing chemical. Oh, so just out of the blue, they went, dude, this stuff we're using causes cancer. Oh my God, we got to stop it. Wait, you know the FDA yesterday, this is not how it happened. The FDA came out with a story and Coppertone said, oh damn, we better do something about that five products in the cans because... You know, we're giving everyone cancer and we probably need to do something about that before it's too late. Luckily, I don't use copper tone and I hope you all haven't been, but you have to be very careful about what you put on your, in, in your body. You have to read the ingredients. If you read something on there and you're like, I don't know what that is, you better look it up. And if you still don't know what it is, I wouldn't put it on or in your body. This is how we put our fate in the hands of greed and power. The FDA, the CDC, the NIH, all these pharmaceutical companies, now you got the sunscreen companies, they're all getting a little too big for their britches. And we're sitting here thinking, you know what? They got a new vaccine out for COVID. It only took them like seven minutes to make it. And you know, they haven't tested it at all. We are the test subjects. If you all haven't figured that out yet, everyone that's taken it, you are the control group. There's no viable data before this thing became <clears throat> approved under political pressure. And I'm not saying it was all Biden. I said, you know, this came out when Trump warp speed. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, rushing through things. It's just, that's where mistakes are made. And I have no doubt. And you can look at the weekly news. This thing is a cluster. It doesn't work. If it worked, you wouldn't need a second. If it worked, you wouldn't need a third. It doesn't work. If it worked, the rate of infection would not be as astronomical as it is for the people that are <clears throat> vaccinated. It is astonishing. My best friend got it. And I mean, I, I made fun of him and picked on him and I, I, I respect his choice. It's his choice to make. I will ridicule him for everything that goes wrong health-wise for him in the future and say, it's because that shot. He knows that. Got that shot. That's why you got the diarrhea. You got that shot. That's why you got headaches. Whatever it is, I will make fun of him for it. I hope it works for him. But I have zero faith that any of this crap that was cranked out in seven minutes is legitimate. They say it's not by telling you you got to keep doing it. I've had one polio shot in my life. I've had one of like the measles thing. I've had one because that stuff has been worked on and processed for almost 100 years. By the time I got my shot back in the 70s. Were there side effects? I'm sure maybe 1% or less. Those odds you can take. When you look at this and you're like, I don't know, man, it's like 50-50 at best. And then you're looking at these secondary reports of you're going to have exaggerated health issues because you took the vaccine shot. So if you had bronchitis or could have had it, and now it's become because of the shot, pneumonia, or you had a very simple case of stage one cancer that was curable and detected early, and now you're getting lymphoma, that this can affect that. They figured that out, but they got you on a third shot. I've got a lot here and bear with me because there's a lot of good information that you need to hear about. From the Heartland Institute, September 28th, 2021. COVID-19 is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. False statistics and misinformation are being used to push the baseless narrative that most COVID-19 hospital patients are unvaccinated. On Friday, September 17th, the CDC published a study that refutes the common claim, the CDC, that COVID-19 is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Co-authored by more than 50 MDs and PhDs, the study contains data on the vaccine status of adults hospitalized with COVID-19 at 21 U.S. hospitals across 18 states between March and August of 21. I'll share the article. It'll be out there on social media so you can see it. It's just another lie. Mainstream media, Biden and Saki and St. Fauci are out there telling you, you got to get vaccinated. 
No, you don't. You don't. Natural immunity is significantly higher for now and the future. The former vice president of the WHO organization, he was in charge of the Euro Advisory Committee. He says, the vaccine is not fixing anything. The unvaccinated are carrying the weight. They're the ones defeating this. Go get vaccinated. Go get 16 shots in your butt or arm or wherever they stick the damn thing. COVID cases in America, the hospitalizations that are going on, you keep hearing again, we're running out of beds, we're running out of beds. 50% of those people in hospitals that have, I guess, have been least registered and saying they were here, 50% are asymptomatic. I don't even know what to say. What kind of pussy goes to a hospital with no symptoms and says, I got to take a bed space from, for what? From the guy that got in a car accident? We can't put him in there. We got to put you in there because you, you feel off. It is just continually mind boggling how people fall for this. In the meantime, in just the last four weeks, COVID cases are down in the United States of America, 25%. So we peaked six weeks ago, almost eight weeks ago now, for this Delta strain, which, whatever. I think it's the same strain. I don't think it's mutated, but I'm not the scientist. I can just tell you what I'm watching and seeing and how I feel about it. But it's on the downward trend. But don't worry, the city of New York saying everyone's got to get a shot. Everybody. And educators and everyone are suing. Good. California, Newsom, hey, if you're in school, you're getting vaccinated. You want to bet your ass? He'll get sued. This will go to the Supreme Court and it'll be done. Here's the cool thing about California. Newsom's signing bills like he's going out of business. He won, so now he, like I said, he is going to crush this state with the most nonsensical, illogical bills he can come up with. Criminals get to do whatever they want. Cops, boy, if you're a cop in California, leave. Leave. I'm leaving. You should leave. Let this place tear itself apart because it will come to a point that the criminals will have no one to murder, steal, rape, then Democrats. And I think, you know what? Have at them. They want this. They can have it. But Bills he signed saying everyone's going to be vaccinated at schools. This is how it works. Once the FDA approves the vaccine for ages six and up or whatever it is, and he makes it mandatory that all school-age kids have to have it, it won't take place till the following semester. So we're in October now, which means we're not going to get any approvals here anytime soon. It'll probably be January, February, March, which means the rest of the school year in California are clear, but there will be lawsuits that are being filed. There's the New York one I've already mentioned. It'll go to the Supreme Court, and they're going to say, you can't do that. And then that bill won't mean a damn thing. So don't panic. Don't think you've got to go get your kids something. If you don't think you want to, or you have any, like, hey, Eric's right. None of this passes the smell test. Just be patient. Just be patient. The economy's taking a hit, and it's going to get worse. People in the defense department are quitting instead of getting vaccinated. People in the police departments and the fire departments, the medical industries are quitting instead of getting the shot. Every industry is being affected like this. People are quitting the airlines. I'm not going to get the shot. Then you're fired. Okay. They'll get a job somewhere else doing something else. It'll be tough. It's going to be a pain in the ass. This is how you stand up. You know, we could take our guns and storm the castle. Or we can just say, I'm not playing your game. As I was trying to tell my buddy, who I love to death, it disappointed me that he didn't stand up and, and want to fight this fight. But I respect him and I love him. And he does what's best for him. And I'll never blame him or anything. I just make fun of him. That's different. But I'm not going to allow this government to dictate my family how my family's going to take care of itself. That's my job. That's my responsibility. It's not Fauci's. It's not Biden's. It's not yours. You mind your business. I'll mind mine. But this is not the pandemic of the unvaccinated. I got, I got more stories for you here. Thousands of medical professionals declare COVID policies crimes against humanity. Washington, D.C., September 27th, more than 5,200 doctors and scientists have signed the physician's declaration condemning policymakers for authoritarian approaches of forcing a one-size-fits-all COVID treatment strategy, which is resulting in needless illness and death. 
I, I want you guys to process that. You can sit there and say, well, Fauci's just the smartest guy ever and he's been doing this forever. 5,200 doctors and scientists say he's full of crap. Patience is the game. You're just gonna have to wait. You're just gonna have to sit and be a little more patient about all this crap going on. It is coming from all angles, contradictions left and right. You just gotta stop. Let's just wait. Watch what happens in six months. We're in October. Let's look at this in March. And let's see where we're at then and how many people are going, boy, we made a lot of mistakes and we, we were doing it with the best interest of the people. And to some of these, I have no doubt. Fauci doesn't give a crap about any of you. He's a walking contradiction. Every day, every week, every year that goes by and every decade as I played for you last week. He says one thing and he flips a 180 because it's politically convenient. But these 5,200 people, they're actually on the front lines. They have to deal with all this in a person-to-person -person context. And they see it. This is not a one-size-fits-all. 300 million Americans have not gotten sick. That's way less than a flu season where we usually have about 250 million that don't get it and the rest do. You have to put this in perspective. And he, I know, like my buddy, his wife got sick and he saw her and she had a couple days was real rough, but she's healthy and she's tough and she beat it. She's fine. She's better for it. It's different for everybody. And I appreciate that. But I really wish more people would be patient and just see what's actually happening and who's saying it and then get the other side that they're not even sharing with you. Nobody on the media is telling you that 5,200 doctors and scientists said, this is bullcrap. No one. But someone will write about it in a week, a month, six months for sure. When they all go, oops, our bad. Guess you shouldn't have done that. That, that shot ain't so good. So when you get your tumor, our bad. That's what I worry about. I worry about the consequences of this, that my friends, and as Americans, as human beings out there, that you've possibly put yourself up against that might not have been a problem in the first place. That's what really troubles me. Just like putting on sunscreen. I've been using Capitone forever. Yeah, how's that working for you? Man, I got melanoma at, at best. Probably got some tumors growing somewhere else at worst. And they knew it. You know what was in that stuff? Benzene. You know what benzene does? Causes cancer. We've known that for like 50 years, but it's in there. In the meantime, you got Melania Gates and Kamala Harris. They're getting themselves ready. They're going to go on tour to discuss the global COVID-19 response. Because if there isn't two people in the world that know more about it than those two morons, it's those two morons. You got a divorcee of one of the richest guys in the world who, because of the size of her bank account, automatically makes her an expert in, you know, everything. And Kamala, you know, the one in charge of the border that's super secure, well, she's got time. And, oh, by the way, this week, she just disappeared for two days. Nobody tells anybody, like, why did she fly to Palm Springs? It wasn't on the agenda. And why is she coming back? What's going on to Palm Springs? We have no information for you on that. She literally just flew out on Friday, which would be the, the first, to Palm Springs, and she's flying back on the second. And nobody knows why she's out here. She doesn't own a home out there. It's in, um, by Beverly Hills, Bel Air. But, you know, she's got plenty of time. She's literally one of the stupidest people ever to be elected. And she's your vice president. She's number two. And she cannot put a thought together other than just being anti-Semitic. If you heard about that, that was kind of cute. She was visiting a school and a girl that was like 12 years old started ranting about how Israelis are all about exterminating Palestinians. And she's like, yeah, you good for you. You, you speak your truth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Israel and all the Jewish people are pissed off at Kamala. You'll forgive her in a week. You always do. Democrats are never held accountable for being anti-Semites and racist. Never. Where's the outrage at the squad? I know I'm getting sidetracked off the COVID thing, but it just pissed me off. But this is who's in charge. If you're paying any attention to all that was going on in Australia, it is unbelievable. They have like locked down the entire country and put the police as stormtroopers on the streets. And if you go outside to smoke, they beat you and arrest you. Literally, I'm watching this going, the guy's being arrested. He's tackled on the ground. The woman's going, we came outside to eat. She has a burrito in a wrapper that's half eaten. He's smoking. And he dove on them because they were outside. Uh-huh. 
And the premier down there is like, hey, for you that didn't get the shot, your life will be a living hell. And she also quoted, she literally used the phrase, the new world order in reference to how this is going to play out. Don't tell me this whole bullcrap game of getting shots and, and dividing the country and the globe and the vaccinated and the unvaccinated is nothing but a power play. YouTube went out there and removed all content and all the people that put it out there that are anti-vaxxers. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think I made this pretty clear, but I'm going to do it one more time. I am not anti-vax. I am pro-vaccines that are tested, tried, and proven. This crap out now fits none of that. And for you to look at me and say, well, you're an ass. You're spreading misinformation. What? By asking questions and stating information from people that are in that field? It's not one guy. It was 5,200 in the one example. Come on, man. Use your brains. This is how they're going to take control of everything. And when you cave, you let them win. Whether it was fear, some misguided obligation, I don't know. It's tough. But you let them win. When you surrender your natural-born freedoms to the tyrants out there in power, you give a little, they'll take a lot, and they are counting on you to cave every time they make a demand. You must stand up. You have to say no. You have to find that line and draw it and say, that's it, no more. Well, that's it for this week, guys. I only had to pause about seven times during this to have my cough attacks, but I think I did okay. To all my listeners across this beautiful country and around the globe, thank you for listening. And remember, you are the resistance. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America.